Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Donneron Monologue podcast. I am your solo host, as always, Bo. Before we get into it today, I want to thank our longtime uh, sponsor and longtime friend of the show, Ashley Luann Kay. You can find her on Instagram at the Minnesota Nurse. Guys, uh, give her a follow. You won't regret it. She's got a lot of cool content. She's even doing giveaways here recently, so you can't afford not to. Guys, uh, so we're not talking about Ghost of Tsushima today, but I want to start by talking about Ghost of Tsushima because that's what it has inspired uh, this really long series I wanted to do with these monologues. So, uh, Ghost of Tsushima came out for the PS4 uh, last month because uh, it's officially August already. Um, this came out in July, and it's absolutely incredible. It is an absolutely breathtaking game. Uh, Sucker Punch has absolutely blown the blown. 2020 out of the water uh, this game might come close to matching final fantasy 7 remake for my game of the year and that's incredible because ghost of tsushima is the first in its series so it's <laughs> i mean it's not you know it doesn't have a nostalgia attached to it like final fantasy 7 remake does so uh one of the modes you could choose in this game is kurosawa mode which is of course based on the films of akira kurosawa his chanbara films in particular uh old samurai flicks and uh, if you choose that mode, it makes it uh, all the dialogue is in Japanese with English subtitles, and it's all black and white, like his films were. The films of Akira Kurosawa were incredibly influential on this game. And one of the things that attracted me to this game was that fact. I'm a huge Akira Kurosawa fan, as is uh, a bunch of a bunch of your favorite Amer- uh, directors in the West, Sergio Leone, Leone, who did the spaghetti, who did almost all the good spaghetti westerns that we remember. Um, he ripped off. Akira Kurosawa for a lot of his stuff. Uh, the the Magnificent Seven is based 100% on the Seven Samurai. Um, even Star Wars A New Hope is 100% based, and George Lucas has made no secret of that. The first Star Wars movie, uh, A New Hope, the very original one Lucas ever made, is based incredibly heavily upon The Hidden Fortress by Akira Kurosawa. So, uh, I... I I've been wanting to watch Akira Kurosawa movies when I'm not playing a game. So, of course, uh, I went and did a free trial for the Criterion Collection. Uh, the Criterion Collection collects uh, work from the greatest directors of all time, the greatest filmmakers ever, and presents them. And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff where we explore these creative minds and get to know really know what they're all about. Beg your pardon. <clears throat> this is incredible to me because um, while film... I, I love film. I love movies. But... It, it, I, uh, again, something I mentioned a lot on the show, I don't understand why video game directors and video game creators don't get more uh, credit because they're doing cinematography. They're doing these incredible plots. They're doing incredible... They're putting together incredible... They're taking every form of art and jamming it into what I feel is the greatest form of art of all time and the most expressive way to convey a narrative ever. That's the heart and soul of Donneron. Video games are the greatest way to tell your narrative. Period. No matter what you are. And we can go into why that is on other podcasts. We already have talked to you guys about it before. but So I'm going to do a Criterion series on uh, video game creators. And I'm going to start with my favorite. We are dedicating a full two weeks to him. Uh, the, the legendary, the incomparable Tetsuya Nomura. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura, uh, he is my favorite. I, I don't think he's the greatest, objectively. But he is objectively one of the greatest. um, What I love about him is his work is distinct. It is very distinct. You don't need to leave and look at the credits to know that Tetsuya Nomura touched this game. He is highly sought after. Uh, Other Japanese game creators love working with this guy. They love the energy he brings. They love the art that he brings. 
and he 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 makes his art in such a way and he he tr- another thing i love about him is he is one of the first pioneers of video games as as a legit art form he fully believes that he's doing just as good as a filmmaker um so him along with hideo kojima yuji hori hironobu sakaguchi who loves tetsuya nomura uh, the, these men revolutionized the way uh, Richard Garriott, these men revolutionized the way we thought about video games and they deserve people to talk about them. And I don't see a lot of people talking about them. So let's talk about them. Shall we? Um, Tetsuya Nomura well, actually has a lot in common with Yuji Hori. Uh, they were both raised on islands. Tetsuya Nomura, of course was uh, born in the Kochi prefecture in Japan, which is on an Island. Um, so he grew up, uh, you know, going on adventures, fishing, uh, playing outdoors, building fortresses, swimming, stuff of that nature. And will the sea is a pretty big deal to this guy. I mean, you, you the, the sea is prominently featured in um, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy X takes place almost entirely at sea. Uh, and, of course, um, his magnum opus, Kingdom Hearts, the main character, his favorite character he ever designed... Uh, of course, is an islander. So, uh, interestingly enough, with all these similarities to Yuji Hori, uh, he actually borrowed a fam. Uh, so, as he grew up, he became very interested in art. Uh, his father encouraged this. He would, you know, give him art books, uh, and he even made up a board. He even made up different versions of board games to play with uh, a young Nomura. So, his father was extremely supportive of him doing this growing up, which I, I've always thought was a cool little thing. Um, his father thought that computers were the future. So when uh, Tetsuya Nomura was in middle school in the early 80s, his uh, Tetsuya Nomura was born in 1970. So in the early 80s, he was in middle school, and his father bought him a computer. And he would make little variants of games on it. And uh, in high school, though, his life would really change. Uh, in, in high school, he, he took art classes because he wanted to be a mangaka just like Yuji Hori did. And he even made his own manga in high school. Uh, he eventually abandoned that idea. He was not currently pursuing that when he fell into video games. That's interesting because um, even after the first Dragon Quest game was made, Yuji Hori still wanted to make manga. Yuji Hori dedicated an entire... Lo- we'll talk about Yuji Hori later. <laughs> we'll get to him. These two weeks are Tets- Tetsuya Nomura. Um, so uh, in high school, he borrowed a Famicom, uh, which of course was the Japanese version of the NES. Uh, it's the original uh, Nintendo home console and uh, look up the Famicom because it's actually a really cool little system. I would love to buy one just to have one on display. It's so cool. Um, but he borrowed a Famicom and he, he played a game that would become his favorite game. And it's the favorite game of a lot of Japanese creators from his, uh, generation. It is, in my opinion, the single most influential game in, in the history of home consoles, period. Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Quest being my all-time, well, one of my one of my all-time favorite, my all-time favorite series, of course, is Kingdom Hearts by Mr. Tetsuya Nomura. But so he played Dragon Quest, and it cha- it it just he he was like, wow, video games can tell a story. Video games can be an adventure. Video games can. That's what was great about Dragon Quest. Video games can be all these things. Dragon Quest introduced us to, and uh, I'm sorry to always gush about Dragon Quest, but you guys don't understand. <laughs> or hopefully you do by now, uh, Dragon Quest changed the way we thought about video games, period. Especially on console. So, Tetsuya Nomura, uh, he he played this, and just, wow, just awesome, right? And uh, his art teacher in high school around the same time 
uh, introduced him to the work of Yoshitaka Amano, uh, of course, who was the incre- who of course would later become the incredible character designer for the first six Final Fantasy games, and um, he at the time though he was the character designer for several highly successful a- anime, including Gachamon. By now he has he has an idol, Yoshitaka Amano. Uh, and he's, he's sort of getting realistic about his life goals though. And he, he's an artist. He knows that he's an artist, but you know what? It's, it's a lot safer to go into advertising, right? Be an advertising designer than to continue to pursue this, uh, goal of, uh, you know, being a a mangaka. So anyway, he, he graduates, uh, he's done college and all that. I, uh, I assume, um, and, uh, I, don't, I, 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 you know what? I, I, in my research, I didn't find out where he went to college. Uh, that, that's an interesting thing. If someone knows that, because um, if someone knows that, uh, please tell us in the Discord link in the description, or uh, leave a YouTube comment, man. So uh, he saw an ad for uh, for he saw an ad when he was looking for a job for a company called SquareSoft. He of course was familiar with SquareSoft by now. All of Japan was. They had the incredible Final Fantasy game. They were the rivals of Dragon Quest, and that's a pretty steep declaration to be an arrival to such a huge series as Dragon Quest in Japan. And uh, the the ad featured artwork by Yoshitaka Amano, his hero. So, of course, he applied. He applied, he got on, and uh, Tetsuya Nomura was a very, very hardworking young man in the early 90s. He would show up to work in a suit. He would take, he would do his work diligently, even though I can't help but think he might, and a lot of uh, people who have written about him can't help but think that he must have felt that he was meant for more when he was working as, you know, in a cubicle at Squaresoft, uh, for lack of, I mean that spiritual, I don't know that he actually had a cubicle, but you know what I mean by that. Um, but he, he did his work very diligently and he was willing to get noticed through his work. He was a very hardworking person. This eventually led him to being a debugger on Final Fantasy IV. So um, when you work on Final Fantasy game, you have a uh, at SquareSoft. It was cult. It was part of the company culture that you would have a book of your ideas that you would present to uh, your bosses during meetings and stuff, and they would look at these. Uh, Tetsuya and these books were typically typed out and printed. Tetsuya Nomura kept a notebook, a, you know, a simple notebook, and he used that, and he would draw pictures to go with his ideas, and he was full of ideas. And this caught the notice of a legendary game creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, who was something of a who became something of a father figure to Tetsuya Nomura, uh, uh, as far as um, career-wise. He was, uh, you know, uh, the Japanese term for this is senpai. He was his mentor, his guide, um, a confidant within the company, and what a what a senpai to have <laughs> at SquareSoft. Uh, he was vice president. And he was, again, he directed Final Fantasy, for goodness sake. He he was noticed by another uh, fellow at uh, Squaresoft, and that was Tetsuya Takahashi. Tetsuya Takahashi, of course, is the legendary director of Xenogears, uh, who went on to make his own game company to continue that spiritual line of gaming. And um, he was already a great, great, great asset at Squaresoft at this time. And he took... Uh, Tetsuya Nomura under his wing and gave him some training, which led to Nomura being a monster designer for Final Fantasy V. So he he did monster design for this, and he he had his own ideas, and he had a lot of them. Some of those got used, but he still stuck with the style of everyone else. He understood that he was the new guy on this team. He didn't come in guns a-blazing. 
respect, I don't believe respect is something that should be earned. I think it's something that could be lost. I think you just respect all human beings, but respect in a career sense, in a professional sense, let's face it, it does have to be earned. Otherwise it doesn't mean anything. And Tetsuya Nomura understood this. Now, because of this, he actually became, because of the excellent work he did there and continuing to impress uh, people like Hidenobu Sakaguchi and Yoshinori Katase, um, who was a scenario uh, man at a Enix, a Enix, goodness gracious, Squaresoft, uh, and a very high up, and he still is one of the <laughs> one of the biggest names in Final Fantasy. He's worked on more Final Fantasies total than any of these other men, period. Um, but uh, these guys were really taking notice of young Tetsu, as they called him, uh, as his friends called him. And so he became graphic director for Final Fantasy VI, and he designed two characters for Final Fantasy VI. He designed Shadow, and he designed uh, Setzer. These are some extremely Nomura characters. You got Setzer, the devil-may-care gambler, who... Uh, really just he grabs life by the neck man like he and you know what he's always willing to risk it all and shadow uh who has this and so that's one that's one part of uh and these are only two aspects of tetsuya's uh style uh mr nomura's style and sets her so he has that devil may care uh, uh unbelievably cool you know just that really anime cool um sort of like spike spiegel um and uh, Shadow, who's just this dark, brooding character with his incredibly dark past, but underneath it all, there, there's something more to discover about him. And so he designed these two characters of Final Fantasy VI as well as being graphic director, and his work on that got him a lot of other projects at Squaresoft. And that led to the project that would change his life forever and make him a household name. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. But for, for the time being... I just wanted to take this episode, this Monday, to sort of introduce you to uh, his background at Squaresoft, his ba- a little bit of his background in life, and to understand the works that we will be discussing throughout the next two weeks. I think it's very important to understand at least a little bit of that background there. Um, Tetsuya Nomura, it, it, these next few games we're going to talk about just this week, never mind what we're going to cover next week, just this week, uh, absolutely revolutionized uh, the JRPG forever in the 1990s. So, uh, guys, please tune in tomorrow where we'll discuss uh, what is not his most iconic work, but is the work that changed his life and is almost everyone's in the West's favorite Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII. That's what, and I know I've talked to you guys about Final Fantasy VII before, but we're going to be talking specifically about Tetsuya Nomura's role within the game. So don't get don't get it confused. Every game we're talking about, if I've talked about it before, we're talking about a different aspect. We're talking about actually what Mr. Nomura contributed to this game, and it's going to surprise you because I know a lot of you are sitting there like he was just character designer. The Japanese have a lot looser terms for the uh, responsibilities of each creator and you they're not afraid to let things spill over a little bit thank goodness because uh, if an idea is good it's good it doesn't matter whether it comes from the janitor or whether it comes from the uh, vice president of the company right so guys tomorrow we're going to talk about Final Fantasy 7 in the meantime let's get some conversations about Ted Senior when we're going join our discord leave some comments on this YouTube video um, we've got a Patreon going on where you could directly, I mean, the Discord, you directly talk to us, but of course, Patreon's a bit more in- intimate, right? Like, that's a bit more, uh, you know, that's a bit more cooler. Uh, you know, it, only cool, I didn't mean it like that, but you guys know what I mean. Only cool people are on Patreon, but we do have Patreon-exclusive content that's really, really cool. We're getting a lot of good feedback on that. 
Uh, there's a merch store where if you've seen that shirt I was wearing the past few weeks, I actually am not wearing it today because it is in the laundry because I wear it so much because I love it so so much. Maybe we get an image. Adam can give you guys an image right here of it. And uh, our book is still available on Amazon. And guys, uh, uh, you, you should check. If you like podcasts, you should really check out our friends at the Rally Network. Uh, each of us is covering a different subject, which I think is so cool about this partnership that we have. These guys are talking about all sorts of different cool subjects. Uh, please go give them a listen. Uh, they're, they're very supportive of us. We are, we're very supportive of them. And guys, until I see you tomorrow, stay safe and have fun.